Let's bring in John Clark after we just ripped the poor guy. John, <laughs> I apologize on behalf of Miss Robin and everybody out there who takes gratuitous cheap shots at you, like Harry Mays, who's a neighbor of yours, and all of those other idiots out there in the world who just don't know how to treat somebody the right way. I think I have other things to do now. What a welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Wow, this is old news. Jesus. It's fake news, too. Well, it's not fake news. You were really there, John. I mean, that wasn't a, that wasn't a heavily edited video. You were having fun. How many Bruce Springsteen shows have you been to? Seriously. I have been to about 30. And look, my excuse for that, first of all, I'm, I'm six foot five. So, you know, tall guys can't dance. That's the main thing. Um, as you've seen at every NBA team's championship parade. I mean, remember... Uh, Mark Madsen, yep. Pat Riley, trying yep. to dance at those parades. I mean, I'm right in their boat. Uh, but this is a lesson. Uh, don't go too strong with the tailgating before the concert. This exactly. is what happened. Now, what made you – what channeled you doing your, uh, your Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan ear thing? Now, see, here's the thing. You can't see anybody else in the video that's with me who are like five foot three because they're hidden behind other people. And they were doing, like, the fist bump and the Hulk Hogan ear thing, and I was just following along. So okay. being 6'5", I get sold out to everybody. Exactly. Yeah, you kind of stick out in a yeah. crowd. Yeah, not good in this case. The great John Clark. And John, you know we're having fun. You know we love you, man. I mean, come on. I know Harry. I mean, you and Harry actually, like, live right next to each other, right? Chatting with him the other day in the driveway. Wait a minute. You guys were having contact? No, we were, were you six, six feet, feet we apart? Were, no, John made sure to stay at least Did John six lay down and then make a mark from the top <laughs> of his head to the bottom of his feet, and that's how far <laughs> away you had to be? He was at least 10 feet away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, I, I didn't come off my driveway. We're, right. we're quarantine, uh, we're, you know, we're quarantine partners in this neighborhood. We, we're we're uh, abiding by the law. We respect boundaries, Tony. Exactly. Now, before let's, let's play, because we're not going to make this all about Springsteen, because there is some baseball news that John was talking about right. yesterday on his Instagram free feed about what the Phillies are doing and all baseball teams. Not all of them, but many of the teams are doing. There we go again. That is bizarro. That is bizarre. Man. That just started happening this week. Yeah, that's Like, all of a sudden, right in the middle of a phone call. Man. It's like somebody shoots a, an electronic arrow right through our phone box. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. What is going on back Very there? This strange. is weird. Do we have a bad box? <laughs> John, but we're not going to keep talking about Springsteen because I want to talk about the Philly story that you had yesterday and what's going on around. And also this, uh, this other Jersey for Jersey thing, which is the Springsteen thing, which ABC is going to have. I know you work for NBC, but this is going to be on as a charity thing. But this is Springsteen this morning on Good Morning America. I don't know if you saw this, but a lot of people are, are, are figuring out who does Springsteen remind them of when you watch this video. Let's go to the tape, Robin. Yes, Bruce Springsteen, the New Jersey native, has done so much work in his home state to help those in need. And now he's gathered up some of his famous and talented neighbors from the Garden State to launch the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund for those affected in the state. Well, Bruce is giving us an exclusive video update on the efforts and sharing some big news. Take a look. New Jersey has been hit especially hard by the coronavirus pandemic. And the people of New Jersey have always stepped up during difficult times. That's why I'm pleased to announce that on April 22nd, I hope you'll join me, John Bon Jovi, Tony Bennett, John Stewart, Whoopi Goldberg, Charlie Puth, SZA, Saquon Barkley, Danny DeVito, Chelsea Handler, and many more for this special event. 
The event is called Jersey for Jersey, and the proceeds will go to the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund. This is our effort to do everything we can for our folks here in the Garden State, and I hope you'll join us. Thank there he is, okay. the boss. Now, John, I don't know if you saw that video, but the first thing I thought of, and again, we're all getting older. We're about the same age, Springsteen and I, so I get the getting older thing. Yeah. And when he gets up on stage, he still looks great. He doesn't wear the glasses. But I'm thinking Stevie Van Zant and Springsteen in a reboot of The Sopranos, sitting in a pizza shop somewhere. He looks a little bit like <laughs> modern-day De Niro. He looks like James Caan to me. Yeah. I was thinking Jimmy Caan. Now, are you going to watch that and contribute, John, on that, that event? Uh, it's uh, next Wednesday, which is Earth Day, by the way, that concert at 7 o'clock on, uh, on ABC. Hey, look, anything the boss does, uh, I, I support. I won't be dancing the same way uh, for the concert. But um, when, when he was naming all the Jersey people, and it's usually the same cast of characters for Jersey, but I was waiting uh, for them to mention Joe Piscopo. What, they don't, they don't include him anymore? Nah, he's a, he's a right winger. They don't want any of those people out there. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's fantastic. The boss always steps up. Um, in Jersey, anytime they can raise money in Jersey, it's usually Bruce getting that together. And then yep. here in Philly, we've got Sixers part owner Michael Rubin mm -hmm. with his amazing all-in challenge. And they've raised, I think, $4.5 million so far for, for feeding people who need food. Yeah, the allinchallenge.com is the site, and we're seeing not just athletes here in Philly do it. You know, we saw uh, uh, Zach Ertz and his wife, and so every, pretty much every athlete now is involved in this. Tell us about it, John, because more and more people are hearing about it. Allinchallenge.com, and as you mentioned, Michael Rubin, one of the Sixers owners, multi-billionaire, he's getting involved. So many people are getting involved. Tell us about uh, what you've learned here from the local angle. Well, it's, it's great. Uh, I was talking to Michael Rubin about it last night for our uh, NBC 10 News and NBC Sports Philadelphia, and it started with Ben Simmons. Then he went to Jeff Lurie. He basically went to all of his sports contacts here in Philadelphia, and how cool Jeff Lurie is auctioning off basically an Eagles fan coming to training camp and teaching the team a play that they come up with, and they will run that play, allow him to call that play in an Eagles preseason game. So that's pretty cool. It's almost like they're coming up with something that would be like a kid's dream to do, like playing horse with Magic Johnson or a three-on-three -three with Shaq. And I'm looking today, Nick Foles is now challenging Doug Peterson. They've got Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro saying you could be you know, in their movie, have a quick part in their movie. Uh, Justin Bieber's going to fly to some fan's house and sing a song. So I really think it's a great idea because a lot of times you're just asking people to donate money. Mm -hmm. This is like athletes, entertainers around the country, they're going to do something and give away something that a lot of people think is really cool. I mean, like, I think you could auction off, go on to do a show, uh, for a day with Tony Bruno and Harry Mays. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, you're right. We've done yeah. that at local radio stations before. You know, the, the one-day uh, radiothons mm -hmm. where you get to sit in in the studio or we'll come to your house and broadcast. So you're absolutely right, John. This is an incredible idea, especially with you know, people of this magnitude and the stuff that they're good to do that they can never buy. It's, these are things you can't pay for and do. And I yeah, think that's and, what makes it much more uh, you know, accessible because you know, times are tough for people. And a lot of people are asking for financial help. But I think when you look at this, especially for sports fans who want something, something to entertain them and feel important about, I think this is a tremendous, tremendous idea. Yeah, I mean, you could go golf. Like, this is for Harry. You could go golf in a foursome with Peyton Manning and then go hang and have dinner with him. So, yeah. I mean, come on. That would be pretty cool.
Does he get to go in the trailer and sing the Nationwide is on your side uh, jingle, though? <laughs> Maybe it could be in the next Nationwide commercial. At uh, Follow John on Instagram at... Uh, Let's see. I just lost it now. John Clark NBC, I believe. Is that right, John? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and also J. Clark NBCS on Twitter. He's a beast on Instagram and Twitter. No, he is. I remember when John was, like, asking me about Instagram, and now he's blowing me away on all these social media. Well, he's a good-looking guy, and he's 6'5", you know? I'm a battered performer, Harry. I appreciate you teaching me everything you know. I appreciate that. (laughs) Now, John, the, the, uh, the other thing, which is a really big story off the field is teams now getting involved with testing their employees and making sure that when this thing eventually subsides and people can go back to games and stuff, that we know that all the employees are safe. We're going to know the players and the managers and all the people on the field are safe. But the fans, when they go back, the employees, the people who are serving beer and hot dogs and everybody else involved in the parking lot, so on and so so forth, you had this yesterday about what these employees are doing now, and the Phillies are one of the teams that are involved in this, but a lot of other teams are doing it as well. Yeah, it's really interesting because right now researchers need to have antibody testing research and studies done to see, like, okay, who has had the coronavirus, who hasn't. Some people have had it and don't even know. So, so they basically reached out to all kinds of organizations that could provide thousands and thousands of people and not just in one area, but all over the country, so in different geographical regions. And they want to be able to figure out, like, what's the true in- infection rate in our country of the virus. So baseball was the quickest and the first to respond, and they said, hey, we can provide you with 10,000 people to be tested. So there's a lot of players on different teams, executives and employees of all these teams, and Jim Salisbury says it's, it's like 300 people with the Phillies who have taken the test. And it's real easy. It's like a prick on your, on your uh, finger, and you get the blood, and you do the test. Um, and so what this is doing is it's, it's helping the research so that they can find out what the real infection rate is um, and then hopefully develop the antibodies and get the antibodies from people who have had the coronavirus and are immune now and get those antibodies to people who are fighting coronavirus. So it's cool that baseball was able to step up uh, because they have – they have so many people that can do it. Um, and they actually say that this has really nothing to do with them being able to get back to playing baseball. But uh, it's cool to see sports stepping up and doing everything they possibly can to help out here. Hey, John, where do you stand on sports returning sooner than later? Are you more on the optimistic side or are you still, uh, you know, sort of uh, freaked out about some of the things you read where they, they're saying maybe sports you know, doesn't come back for 18 months? Where are you on that? Well, I'm just like you. I mean, I have ups and downs. Like when you see different researchers and medical experts saying, you know, uh, that we're going to have to uh, isolate and and practice social distancing for like the next year and a half and things like that. So, yeah, you you have mood swings. um, But then when you hear Dr. Fauci say that he does believe that sports can come back sometime maybe in the summer, but there will be no fans and that you have to have these guys tested every week, uh, and, and they would have to be in hotels that are really close to where they're playing. Um, so in my opinion, just from what I'm seeing and reading, I think they really will have to do a bubble city type of situation because, you know, on one hand you've got the mayor of L.A. saying they're not going to have any live sports or concerts 
until sometime next year because of the situation they're in. So when you have these leagues and you have teams in different cities, some of them are going to be under different mandates and orders, and you're not going to be able to get all 30 or 32 teams in these leagues to you know, be under the same mandate. Like some are still going to be in stay-at-home orders. Some are going to be able to kind of get out in society. So I do think the best idea is a bubble city type of situation. But then you have guys like Mike Trout, Zach Wheeler, and some other guys who say, well, my wife is pregnant, and she's due to give birth in July and August. There's no way I'm going to miss that. So if they're to leave and go be there for the birth, then they'd have to be quarantined for a couple weeks. So it's really going to be the players who have to sign off on this in the end. No doubt about it. And then we're hearing the numbers that the players, if the players don't play, there's no baseball season, the guaranteed contract guys, or most of them, will get 4% of their salary, which, you know, for most people is a lot. But they want to play. There's no doubt about it. But if they don't play, they're still going to make some money. But the bottom line is the television contracts are so huge and the radio contracts and all the advertising revenue is still going to be there if they play in empty stadiums. So that's what's making this really tempting for the major leagues to want to do this idea in Arizona. We're going to talk with Jason Stark next hour, John, to find out more of the latest as he's on top of it. We're writing for The Athletic. But we appreciate you coming on, man. Really, really good stuff. And so the thing about one last thing, and then that about the testing that you were talking about, I know that's not going to determine when they reopen, but it just shows for all the people who are naysayers and talking about 18 months, we won't have any sports for that. There are people doing things every day now so that when that day comes, when this sport or this team or this business or this restaurant or this state or this city can open, they're not just going to say, well, what are we going to do now? You've got to plan now for what's going to happen in the future when it comes to reopening not just the country but individual businesses so people can go back to work and do what they're doing. You're, you're exactly right. And every day they're, they're coming up with ideas. And the, the thing that I have come to grips with, and it's a really tough thing, um, is that you're probably going to see, whether it's the Phillies, Sixers, or Flyers, and most likely the Eagles, you know, there's not going to be any fans when these sports come back, uh, when they come back for now. And if there's an Eagles game at Lincoln Financial Field or wherever it is, and there's no tailgating outside and no fans, that is going to be something that we will never forget and we will probably never see again after the coronavirus pandemic is, is cleared up. I mean, this is, this is something that we will never see again, and, and I never thought I would see, but it may be the only way to broadcast sports on TV in this calendar year, in this year. So it's something that we're going to have to live with, but I would rather have the ability to watch live sports again uh, and, and sacrifice having fans there because you can't open up these stadiums and these arenas for 20,000 people or more without testing and without a vaccine because if one person gets it and spreads it, it starts all over again. I hear you, John. I don't know whether the 18 thing – listen, I, I get that we need a vaccine, but I don't think we – again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. I just think that the whole we have to wait 18 months thing, the country will not survive 18 months. And I don't think we need a vaccine because there are other diseases where we don't have cures or vaccines and people go about their everyday business. So I think the vaccine thing is important, certainly, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all when you're looking at how this country has been completely devastated in a couple of months. Imagine going through the summer, through the winter, through next year, you know, going deep into 2021. 
I mean, that would just be a disaster. Then think about yeah. all, the, all the mental health issues that people We already have, have a lot of I that. know, I know. Even before this started. Yeah. Yeah, just listening to this show. Exactly. <laughs> Thank I you, John. Now, you know, listen, you, we, you, know, you're, you, you get the, the free cheap shot because I think Harry and, and Robin especially. I did nothing. Robin and Harry especially have been super harsh to you, man, and I don't stand for that stuff. You know it's that, unbelievable. John. Thank you, Tom. I'm, I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad somebody is on my side here. I, I, was, I was sitting on hold, and I hear like a one-minute dissertation about my, uh, my ugly dancing. At that was Harry. That was Robin. Oh, no, that was Robin. That's right. I didn't say ugly. Boy, look at how you dime each other out yep. right away. Hey, I, I, I throw people under the bus hey, I learned from seconds. I, I learned from Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. Snitches get rewards. <laughs> Not stitches anymore. Now snitches get rewards. At John Clark NBC on Instagram. Instagram. I think I'm going to be baking some apology muffins again <laughs> yeah, sometime soon. You Thank you, oh, John. I love it. I love it. I could use some muffins. Thank you. Thank you, John. There he is, the great. Let's give him a roaring round of applause now. <laughs>